Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. She is one of the UK's most notable TV crime commentators and psychological therapists, specialising in victimology and a regular panellist on UK TV shows and is known in the media for presenting crime shows including Britain's Darkest Taboos, Lady Killers, and The Killer in My Family. I'm joined by Emma. Good morning, Emma Kenny. How are you? Uh, good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm really good, thanks. Yeah, I, 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 before I move into the, the core of our chat this morning, just uh, people are saying, why did he mention animals? So, do you want to tell him why I mentioned animals in relation to you? You're, you have a bit of a sanctuary for animals, have you? <laughs> you know, I have got a bit of a thing for animals. I've got quite a lot of rescue animals, including two rescue squirrels, four cats and uh, four dogs. So, lots of animals in my home. And also, um, I don't eat them. So, that's another thing that kind of additionalizes my love of animals. So, yeah, a bit obsessed, I'm not going to lie. Okay, well, the next time uh, I have the pet vet on, maybe you can have a chat with him as well. We're talking about, yeah. uh, of course, uh, Martin. But uh, now, let's talk about you. Uh, I mean, what I've just read out there about you is fa- uh, fascinating. So, how you started and why you're drawn to this type of the work? Because it, it wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea, inv- no. you know, uh, investigating all this type it, of thing. Yeah? I guess that it kind of begins when I'm young, because when I was younger... I really struggled at school and, you know, when you struggle at school, you take referred and I was referred to psychological services and just found it really incongruent with actually developing any kind of sense of self. I just found the whole idea of sitting with somebody in a room that you didn't really connect with very helpful and I thought maybe I could do a better job and I'm really nosy but I'm also really good at getting confidential and making sure that people can tell me things without then going and telling other people. So psychological therapies kind of really fitted the bill. And then I started working with young offenders. It was one of those where I kind of went through this graduation of working with typical students and then moving on to running PRUs for young people who come out of prisons and young offenders. And then the consequence of that was that I realised that a lot of offenders are victims. And that then sent me on a route where there was a dualistic area, which was working with people who were young offenders, but also starting to branch out and work with people who were victims of really quite high-level trauma. Yeah. And arguably it's just something I've been very lucky to continue and the TV stuff came along and it was an amalgamation of all that and same with my YouTube, it's all an amalgamation of what I love which is understanding people and also even crime, when you're talking about crime there is always hopefully some legacy for the victims and often lessons that families are incredible at teaching us so I never lose sight of the tiny little silver linings that come from these situations. Who do you deal with mostly? Do you deal with the actual victims of the crimes, uh, the family members of the victims of the crimes, or do you actually speak to the perpetrators of the crimes, or or do you do both? both? So initially it would be perpetrators, really, and then I moved more into victims, particularly sexual exploitation, and I've worked with families who've lost children, for example, to murder. So it's a range, and obviously when it comes down to the media, that's slightly different because we're telling stories. But even then, I've been really fortunate, particularly with Britain's Darky Taboos, where I've kept in contact with a lot of the families. And I do know a lot of family members who've been affected and afflicted by loss through traumatic murder. So I've had a real opportunity to kind of see all sides and all aspects. And it's a difficult one because in TV, and you know because you work in the media, there's a very kind of clear way that we tell a story, which is this person's bad, this person's good, this is a victim, this is a perpetrator. And I suppose for me, one of the things that I've known for a long time is that it's never quite as black and white as that. So a lot of perpetrators, mm. not that we empathise with their actions under any circumstances, but they can also be really serious victims 
And I think understanding that narrative can actually help us change the outcomes if we start realising that we need to do more with them. When you're sitting face-to-face with a perpetrator, I mean, have you sat face-to-face opposite a serial killer? No, Uh, I've never sat opposite a serial killer. I've sat opposite people who are what would be considered en route to that potential. Right. So they have the variables within the nature. So they've been, for example, killing animals, they've been in violent crimes, etc. And whenever I'm in that situation at that point, I'm always very, very concerned about future outcomes because they tend to not be positive at all. But you have, uh, uh, I don't know how you manage to have it, but apparently you have a great sense of humour and throughout the course of this <laughs> remarkable journey you've been on, things, strange things and funny things have happened to you. Would you like to share one or two of those with us, please? I mean, I've had lots of funny things happen to me, but I think as far as one that was within the therapeutic paradigm, I once had to see a young person who was coming up for 19. They'd been sent by forensics and basically they were considered sane. Apparently they'd been out killing a lot of animals, particular cats, and at the end of the session I walked out and everybody was looking at me like I was an alien and I was asking what was wrong. And because the referral unit knew who this individual was and what they had been through and what they were doing, they looked at me and asked whether I was taking the Michael because I was wearing a T-shirt that said, I love cats, on it, and I had not realised. So that must have been an entertaining moment for that person. We were quite different paradigms. They were a cat killer, I was a cat lover, and now I wasn't advertising it on my shirt. But there's been many things in my career as well where, you look, you work in the media, you hear about horrible situations and stories all the time. You either fall or you find a way of coping. My coping mechanism is to also have a sense of humour and to find like yeah. the ability to laugh even in the most terrifying of moments if that makes sense and I think unless you can kind of do that you can sink into a really dark place but I don't want to do that I want to work with people and bring them a sense of hope and legacy I don't want to work with people and make them feel that there is no hope in this world because 90% of people probably a higher statistic than that are really quite incredible and lovely and compassionate and caring we live in an unbelievably ordered world yes. when you think about how territorial we should be. So I just see a lot of light in our life in spite of the darkness that I work with him. Okay. Uh, look, uh, you are coming to Vicar Street on Wednesday the 7th of so June. What's the idea behind the show, the theme of the show? How does it work? So basically my job, first of all, it's not going to just all be doom and gloom. We do have some fun during the show because I think it's got to be entertaining and give people a lift from the horror that we're talking about. It's about exploring serial killers. It's about looking at specific serial killers and kind of looking at the undertones that created them. So we look at the histology of the people who've actually been created, what formed them, why they may have been activated into a human predator, what makes a psychopath. The fact that we know psychopaths, most of us will do. And also, I test the audience as to whether they would note something that a psychopath would also note to give them an essence of whether they maybe can see things in a similar fashion to psychopaths. And then we look at all the myths and we look at the truths surrounding it. And hopefully at the end, the most important thing is people go home with a few take-home tips that might make them less likely to be a victim of not just one of these predators, but of crime full stop wish you the very best to look for the future Emma oh thank you enjoy the chat and we'll talk to you soon and safe journey now to Vicar Street in Dublin South East Radio's morning mix chat news and your views